So 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and we'll read verses 8 through 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Amen. Hope you got your Bibles. Hope you got the Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God. Sorry. I'm so excited about this Bible. The Word of God. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 8 through 11 says this. Paul, for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Verse 11, ye also helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. Let's pray again. Father, again, Lord, we just uh, uh, glory in you. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the place called Calvary where you died and shed your blood and paid the price for our sin. Lord, the place where uh, death, amen, was crushed to death. Lord, we thank you for that exciting uh, thought. Lord, way back when there was only Adam and Eve, you gave that promise. Lord, he might bruise your heel, but Lord, you're going to bruise his head. And yeah, Lord, you did it right there. They stuck. They put that cross right there in the skull. And symbolically, it went into the skull of old Satan himself and brought us victory. And we thank you for that. And we're glad that there's still power in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and that we can claim that blood or whatever our need today. Lord, if there's a need of salvation, Lord, somebody can come today. Somebody can kneel down today before the cross and be saved and claim the power of the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses from all unrighteousness. Lord, even that we might be saved, Lord, uh, we've allowed things to get between us and our Savior. Lord, we can come and claim the power of the blood, Lord, to get us back where we ought to be. And so, Lord, whatever the case, so, Lord, I pray that, Lord, we would just, uh, uh, Lord, let the things of earth grow strangely dim. Lord, just get our eyes on you, uh, dear God, and uh, focused on you. And, uh, Lord, just realize you're all together lovely. Lord, you're fairer than 10,000. Lord, you're the lily of the valley. You're the rose of Sharon. Uh, dear God, you're our strong and mighty tower. You're our shield. You're our buckler. You're our fortress. Lord, you're the lifter up of our head. Uh, dear God, you're our great shepherd. Lord, you're the captain of our salvation. Dear God, you're just uh, all that we need, and we thank you for that. Lord, again, we pray for physical needs. So we thank of Brother Adam's uh, mother and aunt. Lord, we thank of others that are sick among us. God, please touch them, those that are traveling. And uh, Lord, uh, uh, no doubt people here have unspoken requests, but glad I'm God, I'm glad you know what they are. So help each one, we pray today, through thy word and through thy spirit, that in everything Jesus Christ will get the glory, for it's in his name we pray. Amen. So as we uh, look here, these few verses, of course, Paul uh, recounting some of the physical dangers he encountered on his journeys. And of course, uh, uh, you read about any of his writings, he's going he's gonna to bring that up. Uh, all right, We know that he faced many harrowing situations, but uh, we see clearly that no matter how difficult and troubling the circumstances he faced, he always trusted God. Uh, uh, God, uh, look at uh, verse 9. He said, well, we'll just go ahead to verse 8 again. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, 
that we were pressed out of measure above strength insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves. He said, listen, that's all right. Whatever they want to do this body, right? We've already uh, uh, died to self. Uh, I remember mentioning that, that quote one time where uh, some missionaries, I think they were getting ready to go to Papua New Guinea or somewhere, and he said, uh, he said uh, man, don't you realize what could happen over there? I mean, there, there's cannibals and those pagans and everything. Man, they could kill you over there. He said, oh, man, we, we died before we left. <laughs> amen. Uh, that's a good way to do it. Amen. He said, we died before we left. And I think Paul was that way. Amen. Didn't matter where he was going. He had died before he, he, he left. And uh, he says here that we should not trust in ourselves. Boy, the, the biggest mistake that man can make is to trust in himself. What's, what, why is the world so messed up? Because the man is out there uh, trusting in himself and his own uh, wisdom and thinks he can, he can figure this thing called life out. But he said, we didn't trust in ourselves, but in God. Boy, aren't you glad, amen, that uh, you don't have to uh, depend on the, the weakness of self, on your limited uh, wisdom and all that. But man, we have a God which, he said, raises the dead. He said, even if they do kill us, well, we know that probably happened on one occasion, right? Where they stoned him out there, and it says they looked on him like he was dead. Man, he went out there, and uh, they rocked him to sleep, right? Rocked him to sleep, stoned him to death, however you want to say it, amen. He, they said, oh, man, they stoned Paul to death. He said, nah, they just rocked me to sleep, amen. I just took a little power nap real quick and then uh, got up, uh, shook it off, amen. That's the best thing to do. Hey, whatever life's thrown at you this week, you know what? Shake it off, amen. Just shake it off and uh, keep going, right? And uh, uh, God is there to help you. And so in verse 10, right, we see a wonderful declaration of great faith in God, right? He says, listen, we, we, we put our trust in God who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust he will also yet deliver so what a, what a wonderful declaration of faith in God this is. He says, listen, I've seen him do it. Amen. I've seen him do it. Well, I'm glad. Amen. Can you say that this morning? We talk about that. I've seen him do it. He is doing it. And you know what? He'll do it again. Amen. <laughs> I've seen him do it. He is doing it. And amen, I know he's going to do it again. So he says there, who hath delivered us from great death? I've seen him do it. Doth deliver, amen. He's, he's, he's doing it and trust he will yet deliver us again. But in, in this verse, I think we also see, right, a great, uh, the great spiritual application. In context, he's probably talking about, you know, his physical things that he faced, right? But uh, he mentions in that, and, you know, Paul had already been delivered from some uh, uh, physical things, and he's, uh, he's, he's talking about that he uh, delivered him right there, and he says, hey, he's going to keep on serving him because I know, I know they'll do it again. But here we also see great spiritual application uh, in this verse, and uh, that's how I want to look at it today. This verse has great spiritual application. It's a great outline of what God has done in our life what God is doing in our life, and what God is going uh, to do, right? Uh, note the word, it says delivered. We see it three times in the short verse. Who delivered us from so great a death, doth deliver, and in whom trust that he will yet deliver us, right? We see that word three times, and it, it, it's all the, the, the same word in the same 
meaning in this verse. When I, look, when I, when I looked at the, the definition of this word, I, I got excited about the definition. I got excited about the definition of this verse. Listen to uh, the definition of this verse. I, I don't know if it'll get you excited. It got me excited when I thought about it because you would think being delivered, right? Uh, you know, you think about, you know, being uh, uh, snatched uh, uh, from danger, right? You think about, uh, you know, Sister Amy's a lifeguard, right? Somebody who's in there, you throw the raft out and you, you, you know, you pull them out, right? Hey, well, I delivered them from drowning. Well, but the word here, in this case, it has a, has a twofold meaning. It means, of course, to snatch from danger. You know, he delivered us from death. Hey, he snatched us from danger. He's going to continue to snatch us from danger and he will snatch us from danger. But, it ha- but if you look up this verse, it means this, but to snatch from danger with the purpose of not only to rescue, but to draw to oneself. Now think about that. Not only for the purpose of bringing you out of that situation you're in, but of bringing the person close to you, bringing that person to one's self. And what a wonderful thought that is as we, as we look at this for a moment. Right? It says who, so if we look at this in the, uh, the spiritual application, it says who delivered us from so great a death. And so listen, uh, you're saved, you have been delivered and nothing can change that. I've, I've been delivered from so great a death and in spiritually, that's my position. My, and that's what a lot of people don't understand about salvation is it's, it's, it's a position, right? And so the moment you're saved, you are given a position of being saved. You're given a position of being a child of God. You're being uh, given a position. He saved your soul of being uh, delivered, right? Is that they say they get caught up with the relational part. Well, you know, if I if I don't do this, I don't do that. Well, you know, right. We know there's a, a relationship application, but you got to look at the fact there's a positional thing there. And though uh, uh, your your relation can go up and down, your position cannot change. The position that you of giving of being uh, 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 delivered. Now, uh, you know. Pick on Sister Karen for a minute. She's sitting there with uh, 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 her, her her mother, and uh, you know, and however long I'm not gonna. You think I'm gonna ask someone? No. However long she's been her daughter, right? I could say, well, hey, has has uh, has your relationship ever gone up and down? Well, not since I was about sixteen. But no, right? You know, I, I, hey, look look at your children. Hey, uh, has your relationship when you were growing up? Did your relationship ever go up and down uh, with your parents? Has it ever maybe going up and down with your spouse, your spouse or somebody else? Right? Uh, that changed. But the position, your position is never changed. Nothing that you've done, right? All those twenty nine years, amen. That you've been her daughter, sister, amen, has affected that position. You've never been more or less her daughter. And what a, what a great thing is, that is my position. And so think, Christ is in the business of saving people, right? We were delivered from a great death. And Christ is, right, uh, has saved us from eternal death. But Christ is not in the business of just saving people from danger, of saving people from hell. Now we know when we get saved, thank God, uh, we don't have to worry about going to hell. I mean, I'm glad I'm not going to hell. I'm glad I don't have to worry, uh, right? I believe uh, there's, a, there's a place go, uh, called hell. We know people die on their sin, they go to hell. But I'm glad, amen, that I, I uh, uh, don't never have to worry about going to hell. But listen, 
getting saved isn't just about not going to hell. He didn't, he didn't, that, he, that's not his main business, right? Not going to hell is a benefit of being saved. But he, what is God in the business of? What is Jesus in the business of? He's in the business of bringing people unto himself. In other words, he didn't just save you. All right, well, let me pull you out of death. All right, well, you're not going to hell anymore. You know, have a nice day, right? Sort of like, you know, the fireman comes to rescue you or uh, somebody comes to save you out of the, uh, uh, like I said, a lifeguard saves you and say, okay, well, you're not going to drown. You're out of the house. It's not going to burn. It was nice meeting you. Have a nice day. And they go on about their life. Well, that's not what the Lord does. Amen. He, he did it. Right. He did deliver you. And thank God he did deliver you from hell and he did deliver you from spiritual death. But he did that. Right. Because the main reason he did it is he wanted to have a relationship with you. He wanted to draw you unto himself. Amen. He wanted you to be there with him. Ephesians 2, 6 uh, says that and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. It's sort of like this. He said, hey, hey, uh, listen. Uh, hey, uh, uh, get away from there and you come over here and sit by me, right? Just like your parents say, hey, 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 you, you get away from there. Get away from that hot stove, right? They don't just say get away from the hot stove like this. Hey, boy, get away from the hot stove. You know what, Mary? Just come over here and sit here by me. That's what Jesus did. Amen. He said, hey, you get away from that sin. You get away from that death. You get away from hell. You know what? I'm just going to have you come over here and sit by me, and I'm going to keep an eye on you. Amen. That's what I'm going to do. You know, a lot of people want to be delivered from circumstances. A lot of people want to be delivered from danger. A lot of people want that get out of jail free card, right? But that does not mean they want to be close to the Lord. Hey, just, you know, a lot of people just uh, just because you come weeping and well into God doesn't mean he's going to do something. Right. I was reading over there about uh, Esau. Right. He said Esau found no place to repent. What? <laughs> Though he sought it with tears. Right. <laughs> Why? Because at that point, obviously, he wanted to be delivered from something or he wanted to gain something. Right. Whether but he did. He didn't want God. And so, listen, uh, people say, well, I've seen people pray and I've seen people, uh, but there wasn't no change. Like, well, they just came, you know, trying to get out of a situation. They just came out of a circumstance. Listen, God wants to deliver you from a greater death, but it's not just amen, because uh, I hope you don't want to go to hell. I hope you don't want to die in your sin. But hey, you know what God wants to do today? God wants to draw you unto himself. Amen. He wants to say, hey, you. Hey, you get away from there. Get out of that world. You know what? Come over here and sit by me. Amen. And we'll just have a good relationship together from so great a death. You know, I don't maybe think about uh, this. When I was reading this, I got thinking about a, a story. You know, of course, preachers never remember which one they shared. But I remember when I was a when I was a, a, a little boy. And uh, if I share this before, bear with me. But when I, when I was in, uh, 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 I think I was in first grade, right? And the school I went to was on a hill, right? And at the bottom of that hill was one of the main streets in Akron, Ohio. Just a super busy street at the end of that hill. And so I was in first grade. My brother Dave was in second grade. And then my brother Donnie, right, who was a few years older, I think he, he was probably in fifth or sixth grade. Right. So we all three went to that that same elementary school. And so we got out of school. And so there's a bunch of uh, and at the and, and at the 
end of the hill was an elderly lady, you know, back then they had the people that helped you with the crosswalk or whatever, right, with the orange flag, right, sweet little, uh, sweet little lady. And so we're coming down the hill, and uh, my, my brother David started, started running with this brother and sister, and he was racing them. He was racing them to the bottom of the hill. And I remember they came by me, but then my brother Donnie was there, and he yelled to David. He said, he said, Dave, stop! Wait for me! Basically, he was saying, you know, Dave, wait for me, amen? And Jeff's right here, you know, uh, I, 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 let's, let's walk together home. So my brother Dave stopped. But that brother and sister didn't stop. And I'll never forget this. I was only for, they ran right past that guard lady. And in front of all the kids, a garbage truck hit both of them. I mean, to where they literally flew and killed both of them right there. You know, and, and, and if my brother Donnie, I mean, you know, you know, they're both gone now. But at least we got a few more years with them. But if, if my brother Donnie wouldn't have yelled, stop, my Brother Dave would have ran right out there with those kids and probably got, you know, killed right then. And, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what Jesus is doing. That's what, that's, that's what Jesus is saying. Do you know what? If, you're, you know, if somebody's not saved and, you're, and, and your life is messed up, you know what? You know what? God loves you. And you, know what he, you know what he's saying? He's saying, hey, hey, you, 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 you're headed towards hell. You're headed towards eternal death. Stop! You know what I want to do? I just want to walk you home. Amen. Amen. You know what? I'm glad that one day, amen, God came by my way and he said, Jeff, stop. I want to walk with you home. Amen. For 35 years, the Lord's been walking me home. Amen. And one day, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get there. But thank God. And so that day, you know, physically, he delivered my brother from so great a death. But thank God, aren't you glad that you have been delivered from so great a death? And if you're not sure that you're saved this morning, you know what God wants to do? He wants to deliver you from so great a death. He's saying, stop. Amen. Come here up next to me. I want to have a relationship with you. Amen. I want to walk you home. And of course, heaven's home. But not only that, hurry along. He says, who doth deliver us from great and hath delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver. You see, uh, uh, he hath delivered me from great a death. Spiritually, that's my position. But then the fact that he doth deliver, you know what that is? That's my peace. Today, listen, anybody got anything going on in their life? Right? I've got things uh, uh, going on with my life, but you know what? It, in the, it, I can honestly say, even though sometimes my, might, my, my mind might be swirling, right? In my heart, I can say, it is well with my soul. In my soul right now, I can say I have peace like a river, amen, by the grace of God. You know, like a, like a parent holding a child's hand, Right? The reason I stand here today is not just because I have been delivered and that I got delivered, amen, uh, 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 35 and a half years ago, but these last 35 years plus, he doth deliver me. Amen. I've been in a, a lot of situations, circumstances. I've, I've been, uh, had a lot of, uh, uh, amen, the devil trying to draw me away, the flesh trying to draw me away or, or getting down or this happening. 
but he continued to uh, deliver me. He doth deliver. And so whatever you're going through today, know that he doth deliver. And you can have that peace and you can have that assurance that he's right there with you, amen, to help you in your situation. You know, we see this line in the, in, in the model prayer, right? I know many people call it the Lord's Prayer. We call it the model prayer, Matthew 6. But in, in Matthew 6, 13, it says this. In part of that prayer, lead us not in temptation, but what? Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Lord, it's kind of sort of tags like sort of deliver us from evil, right? And I know you have the ability to do it. And so what is what is this psalmist praying? You see, that word deliver is the same word deliver that we see over there. And it says this it says, Lord, what he's praying, and this is how you're supposed to pray, Lord, don't just keep me from evil but keep me close to you, right? We talked about that the other night, right? Uh, drawing near. Lord, a lot of people just want to be, you know, again, delivered from the situation. He's not just saying, Lord, keep me from evil, but keep me close to you. Lord, uh, don't just get me out of the danger zone, but Lord, draw me unto thyself. Draw me unto thyself. That's what that word is saying in the word deliver, like we spoke about the other day. Lord, don't just keep me from evil, but keep me close to you. You say, Lord, man, I've been praying. Why has he answered my prayer? Well, have you been asking just to be delivered? Or have you been asked to be delivered for the purpose of, amen, him drawing you closer to him? Let me give you a couple other verses quickly that show these wonderful truths. 2 Timothy 4, 18, And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Shall Deliver me. We always sing the song, he's able to deliver me, and that's a great song. But here's the great thing. Not only he's able, he's saying, I will. That's what makes it wonderful. The fact that somebody's able to do something, right? I mean, that's great, but, what, what, but, but it really doesn't mean anything unless they're willing to do it, right? Just like we talked about Elon Musk a moment ago, right? Hey, hey he's able to pay off all your debt, amen, and give you a little extra. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, so <laughs> that don't do nothing for me. Hey, hey, there's a check in here from uh, it's, it's for you. Uh, ten minutes, yeah, 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 you probably perk up a little bit, right? You know, somebody be willing to. Well, the Lord is able and willing. Second Peter two nine, look at this. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. Boy, just just think about that thought. Whatever you're going through right now, the Lord knoweth how. Whatever is going on in your life, whatever the dis- difficulty. That whatever the situation looks like, you know, uh, 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 physical, uh, financial, just needing wisdom about big decisions, whatever it is, can I just say this? The Lord knoweth how. <laughs> the Lord knoweth how to deliver you. You remember, remember this song. You might people know that song, He'll Make a Way. He'll make a way. Boy, if you've never heard that song, you need to, you need to look it up. Boy, you get somebody, that'd be a good song for somebody to, to sing one day. He'll make a way. And in that song, if I remember it correctly, it says this. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know when. But I do know. He'll make a way. Boy, you can say that this morning or whatever's Go in your life, you know, we, we usually don't know. We usually don't know how. We usually don't know when, but we do know. We do know the Lord knoweth how. Boy, just, 
just, boy, something hit you this week? It's the Lord knoweth how. The Lord knoweth how. Amen. And he will. He will make a way. Psalm 34, 19. Boy, I, I, I love this verse. I remember years ago, the, the, the church I was a member of in Tennessee, uh, where I went out to Bulgaria, there was an elderly, there was an elderly lady there. Yeah, I feel bad I can't remember her name, but just while I was there, man, her and I just became, you know, buddies. I was, I was in my 20s then, and she was probably in uh, her, her 80s, and, uh, and uh, uh, we just became buddies. And, and this ver- next verse, I'm getting ready to that, that. This became our verse. I gave her this verse. And boy, every time I'd see her, uh, I'd quote her this verse. And sometimes she'd come to church, and uh, she'd be in her uh, wheelchair, and I'd always be the one to go out there and bring her in. And, uh, you know, this is one of them good old country churches where, you know, got on, as you say. And boy, when it sort of got on in the church, as they say it that way, you know, I'd, I'd go back there and I'd grab a wheelchair and I'd, I'd walk around. I'd walk her around the church and she would just just uh, put her hand up. But I remember when she got when she got to go home to where she she sort of had to stay in the house. I, I, I printed this verse out as big as I could make it in a banner. <laughs> and I went and I, I hung it in her room for her. I hung it in her a room for her that when she, right in front of her bed there on that wall, that whenever she was standing, she could stare at this verse, Psalm 34, 19, which said, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them, who knows that last word, all. All. When it's all said and done, you will be delivered out of them all. The word word deliver here has a little bit different meaning. It means to give power to overcome to give power to overcome, which means that he won't necessarily pull you out of that situation, but he'll give you power to overcome, right? I was reading this day, and I, I thought about you, Sister Judy, when I was reading this because, you know, we're saying, Lord, deliver me. Well, sometimes he will deliver you, right, out of that danger, out of that situation, but then sometimes he just said, you know what? I'm just going to give you the power to overcome, I'm just going to give you the power to come. That's exactly what he did for Paul. I mean, who was, who was, who was on better praying gown than Paul? But Paul, we know what Paul said. He said, man, I, 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 I sought him thrice. So you see, when Paul had a thorn in the flesh, God did not deliver him in the sense of taking it away or taking him out of it, but he did deliver Paul. How did he deliver Paul? He gave him the power to overcome it. And what was that power to overcome it? It was the power of sufficient grace. Amen. That is how he delivered him. Amen. He didn't pull him out of it, but he helped him overcome it. Amen. With the power of sufficient grace. Think about some of the instances where you have been delivered. Can you think of something? You look back and say, yes. Amen. He hath delivered. He will deliver. Think about that and where you might be. Where would you be today if he had not, amen, not just in salvation, but in life itself, if he had not stepped in and given you what you need at that moment, uh, whatever it was, it was financial, physical, uh, j- uh, wisdom, just that grace or whatever you needed, amen. He came in and you what? He delivered you. Boy, you can sit here, amen. And glad I'm saying amen. I'm glad I understand my position today that he hath delivered me so great a death. I'm glad I'm saved. But listen, the reason I, I stand here today, amen, of course, first of all, that I'm saved, but that he doth deliver me. And I can look back over 35 uh, plus years, amen, and I have that peace in my heart, amen, that he is still in the delivering 
business in my life. Amen. Not only he says, came, he, not only did he come and say, hey, sit with me, and uh, amen, I'll take you home, but he also, man, he's been, he's, he's been, he's been holding my hand. You ever, you ever, you ever, you ever watch a child when mama's holding her hand? And I know this is probably hard for you to believe, and I'll go ahead and tell it myself, but when I was a little boy, I wasn't one of those kids that just, you know, walked close next to mom. I mean, I was always, you know, there's always that shiny object, right? Pull it, and, and you know, you ever see a boy and mom's always going like this? going like this as they're trying to get somewhere. Come on, boy. Huh? Huh? That's probably the kind of kid I was, but boy, aren't you glad the Lord does that to us? Boy, that, 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 old, that old flesh wants to go this way or something calls us off that way or we get sidetracked that way. Boy, the Lord is right there. He says, now you get back over here, son. I'm trying to get you home. Amen. I'm trying to walk you home. Stay close to me. But thank God we'll finish up with this and trust he will yet deliver us. Praise God, there is a deliverance yet to come. Amen. This is my promise. Amen. Thank God he, he delivered me from a greater death. I've got my position. Nothing can change that position. Amen. And he doth deliver. And as long as I keep trusting him, he's going to keep delivering. Amen. And I've got that peace today. Amen. That he's not going to let me down. He knows right where I'm at. Amen. And whatever my situation. Amen. I'm not going to put any trust in self, as Paul said. Right. No trust in, not trust in ourselves, but in God. Right. That he doth deliver. But thank God. Amen. As I was, I'm rejoicing in the deliverance that I, that I have, and amen, resting in the peace of the deliverance I get on a daily basis, but thank God I got something to look forward to as well. He will yet deliver. There's deliverance to come, right? It, he will, and notice that, notice that again, he will what? Yet. And I thought about this, amen, he will yet deliver. And you can, let me tell you this, you can bet on the yet, <laughs> amen, if we want to put it that way. You can bet on the yet, it's coming. That is coming, of course. Uh, Brother Adam's been uh, preaching on that in Sunday school. You know, thank God one day this old body is going to be delivered. That's my promise. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 says this. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. In verse 53, here it is, talking about this old body being uh, delivered, right? You see, when he delivered me so great a death, right? He drew me, he drew my soul unto himself, if you will, right? He wanted to keep, get my soul next to him. He saved me. And then he doth deliver, right? So he, he, he wants to keep me spiritually close to him. But believe it or not, amen, he even wants to bring this body to him one day and he's going to change it. It says, verse 53, for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. Boy, this old body, Sister Judy, amen. Thank God. Amen. He doth yet deliver. You can bet on that yet. Amen. He doth deliver. So when this corruptible should have put on incorruption, this mortal shall have been put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory, if you will, which giveth us the deliverance through our Lord Jesus Christ. So thank God, amen, he delivered me. Listen, he didn't just pull me out of there and leave me to myself, but he pulled me out of there with a purpose, and that purpose was to draw him unto himself. And ever since then, Amen. He's been keeping you close 
to him. Psalm 8, 2, I'll finish with this verse. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. I love that. The Lord is my rock. Again, I say to you, remember when you're between a rock and a hard place, Jesus is the rock. Amen. Jesus is the rock and my fortress and my deliverer. And look at all these things. Look, I mean, this one verse, give you enough to shout the rest of the day. The Lord is my rock. Now, what, what if I just said it this way? The Lord is rock. The Lord is fortress. The Lord is deliverer. The Lord is God. The Lord is strength. The Lord is buckler. The Lord is salvation. The Lord is high tower. I mean, that sounds good. Oh, man, we know who the Lord is. But what makes it exciting? Amen. You're in there. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my deliverer. The Lord is my God. The Lord is my strength and whom I will trust my buckler and the horn of my salvation and the Lord of my tower. You know what that makes me want to do? That makes me want to go, my, my, my. Amen. Woo, he's good. That's what that makes me want to do. He is good. So boy, we have a lot to rejoice in. The Lord hath delivered us from so great a salvation. So I ask you, my friend, this morning, do you know that you've been delivered from that great death? Do you know that you've uh, been saved that that first and major deliverance has been taken uh, uh, place in your life? Not just say, man, listen, yeah, if you die in your sin, that's true. You will go to hell. But listen, it's not just about being delivered from hell. It's about being drawn unto Jesus. Amen. It's about, amen. You know what he say? He wants to say this morning? He wants to say, stop. Stop before death comes. Stop and let me walk you the rest of the way home. Amen. I will, I will get you home safe. I will take care of you. If you're not sure about that and you have a question, let us know. But believer, let me ask you this. Are you trusting him for whatever's going on in your life right now, for present deliverance? The, just, just, just whatever's going on. Boy, when, when we pray in a moment, man, just close your eyes. Just say, just remind yourself, the Lord knoweth how. The Lord knoweth how. The Lord knoweth how. And are you living in light, amen, of the deliverance that lies ahead, amen, to keep you? So thank God we've got a, we've got a position. If we're saved, that position cannot change. But listen, that peace can change if you're not trusting him on a daily basis, amen, that he's there to deliver you from whatever's going on in your life. Boy, when, I, when, when it gets down, just hold on to that promise, amen. He doth yet deliver. But until that day comes, amen, he, listen, get back over here. Get back over here, amen. He's going to keep you on track. Let's pray.